Welcome, guys, back to the Grateful Living Podcast. Today, I'm thankful to have Madeline Adams. Uh, Madeline is a model signed professionally with Dynasty Models in Boston. She's walked in London and Paris Fashion Weeks and has been featured in Vogue on the cover of Giamaro and Pump. She has also landed some awesome partnerships with Express, Amazon, Like to Know It, and a new one she will be announcing soon. Madeline, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So set the scene for us. Bring it back to the beginning. Uh, your family situation, what you were like as a as a kid, and, and things like that. Um. Yeah. So I guess I grew up in upstate New York, um, in a really small town called Skinny Atlas. Um, I was obviously had a very privileged upbringing, I would say, and we lived on the lake. Um, I have just one older sister, so smaller family, um, pretty much all my extended family was up there as well. Um, and it, it was always great, um, big lake life family, um, anything to do with being on the lake, being around the lake, um, that's what we were doing. So um, yeah, grew up there, loved it, and went to a very small high school there, um, Skinnerless High School, which just like lacked diversity overall, but really can't complain. I mean, we had it great. <laughs> um, okay. And then, um, you know, somewhere along the lines, I got into running. Um, we all played lacrosse in upstate New York, but um, I think they figured out how fast I was via a few road races with my mom. And from there, I sort of just got on the bandwagon when it was a bit hooked. So um, I got moved up to varsity when I was in eighth grade. Um, and then from there, it really just took off. Um, I didn't expect to be leading the team as a little eighth grader, but found myself doing that and um, kind of taking all the good and bad that came with it. Um, the seniors hated my guts. And <laughs> I was still pretty innocent, so I just kept on keeping on. Um, but um, it was great. It was a lot of fun. I really quickly um, realized like that was my purpose. I think, you know, everyone has to find what they're great at. I really went all in on that for high school. And as soon as I got to my freshman, sophomore year, I knew I had to go D1 and that was my only goal. So I really just, I had a lot in front of me. I had a lot of big goals and that's what I wanted to do. And I was really gonna settle for nothing less. So I didn't necessarily party so hard in high school. I kind of stayed out of trouble a bit. It was um, for lack of a better word, a teacher's pet um, as I was awarded for our superlatives. But <laughs> Um, it was all for the right reasons. I was, you know, really dedicated to running and, um, that's what I wanted to do. And I had a big goal and I knew coming from a tiny school, my graduating class, I think 120 people, um, coming from a tiny high school, I was really going to have to stand out to get signed with some very large D1 schools that I wanted to go to. So, um, that's sort of what I did. And I, I made it to the state championships all four years of high school. Um, it was great, except for the fact that I didn't really have a team behind me. It was always just a one man show. And you would think, you know, that would be awesome. And you want it to be all about you. But I saw all these other girls who had all their friends there to, you know, to, to spend the night in the hotels together and to have dinners the night before. And I was just alone with my coaches all the time. So it got to be a little sad year after year. And so I really, that was like my next goal in high school was to build a team around me, which I ended up doing by the time I was a senior. So um, we, we made it to States as a team for once, not just me as an individual and we placed third. So 
that was sort of my the the pinnacle of my high school career, and that led me to signing um, Division One with Boston College. So um, running was kind of the the number one thing for a while. Um, I on the side, which is sort of the segue into modeling. I Wait, got. Can I can I stop you for a second oh, yeah. before you get into that? So yeah. that's that's a cool story, you know, especially at that young of age i mean i think a lot of people have talent right at eighth grade to be able to to run but and especially since you weren't surrounded by others who were competing at that high of a level how did you have like the the self-motivation to keep making it back to state championships by yourself like just uh, yeah i mean you know i say by myself in terms of um you know, I was going to States by myself, the championships, I did have a team, I had teammates to train with, um, for the most part, um, but not necessarily on the same level. So it wasn't like it was every single day, you know, um, just myself going out there and hitting the roads. I usually had girls I could run with, um, who were still around my level for the most part. But when it came to like track workouts, that's when I might be running faster paces or, um, you know, adding on extra doing more miles, um, just because of the, the potential I had really. Um, so I guess it wasn't necessarily that hard. I think the hardest part, like I said, was more in eighth grade when, you know, you're beating people who are four or five years older than you in some cases and the backlash that you simply get just for being good um I think that sounds annoying but it really like in high school we all remember like how petty it was right so like anything they could find to knock you down even though there was no reason I mean I really just came to practice put my sneakers on, ran, went home and did homework. Like I really was not, you know, causing any waves at this age besides the fact that I was just good. I just was, that was what I loved. So I think that would have been, you know, that was more the hard part of the, the older girls definitely did not like me um, for the most part. There were a few girls, you know, once I got into track, um, so it's cross country always in the fall, then indoor track, then outdoor track. So um, once, you know, track season came around there, we had much better sprinters. So track season was a little bit better for me. Cause I wasn't always necessarily the like number one standout. I had some, we had some other girls to, that made it a really good team. Um, but in terms of distance running, I was really the only one. Um, so I don't, yeah, I don't, it wasn't like I was a hundred percent by myself, but I would say in general, I am an incredibly motivated human being. If I have my sights set on something and I did pretty early, like wanting to go D1, I just every day, you know, never let myself like really let up, like just every single day. It's like, you have to get your run and you have to like move your schedule around figure out what you're doing. And like I said, I sacrificed a lot in terms of relationships. Like I didn't have a lot of close girlfriends in high school because they wanted to party and smoke weed and drink. And it's not that I was against that. I was, I wasn't, but I had to get up in the morning and go for a run and they didn't, you know? And so I I really quickly sort of just distanced myself a little bit and, and, you know, they stopped inviting me eventually because it was just like, well, Madeline's not going to come. She's got to go run. She has to train. But I, but I had something bigger that I wanted to get to. So I think I had great coaches in high school as well. And that those two people, I mean, 
they are the best humans on this earth. Um, and they really got me to where I wanted to go. They were very invested in my, my career and, and my goals. So I have to like give a ton of credit to them as well of how I kind of got there. And on the days when I was grinding it out there alone, like it was cause they were showing up with me too. Um, so that's, that's awesome that you had that type of focus and ability. I mean, you have to, to, to accomplish <laughs> great things. So that's yeah. awesome that you had that as a, as a young teenager, yeah. uh, you mentioned you went D1, you, you uh, ran at Boston College. Do you want to talk a little bit about that recruiting process and what that's like for high school girls and especially coming from a smaller high school, how you, was it just, you know, did you send in your times to like 12 different D1 coaches or how, how was that? How does that work? Um. Yeah. So, I mean, the recruitment process is something that is a big part of a coach's job, a college coach's job. Um, so they're going to go to high school meets, right. And they're going to scout out good talent, um, whenever they're available to, you know, weekends where they don't have meets with their team, um, or what have you. So, um, that's how one, one of the ways you get scouted out is just, you know, simply college coaches. You won't even notice sometimes you won't, they'll just blend right in. Sometimes they don't even show up in like, you know, they're, on here or anything like that they're trying to just incognito see you in person sort of what you can do laid on the line because times are you know yeah that that they do say a lot for sure but you know really seeing someone perform too I think is is another thing so it would be that way or um I mean there's a lot there was a lot of different online like forums I remember in blogs type things that would like consolidate like top runners times in New York so you could you know go and check all the results from the entire cross country season all the way back to I mean I, th I think it still exists all the way back to like 2000 and whatever you know so there's a lot of sites like that that keep track of like people's times and meets and um the results so that you know college coaches can go on that way and find you um and it was also a lot of filling out of applications yeah like you said so you can pretty much every college page or college website their athletic page has you know a little um online app sort of where you can put your times in your info and how they can get in touch with you and if they're interested they'll reach out um, so I would say for some of those more reach schools, I was definitely doing that, like really, cause I, I didn't want to just wait around for them to like maybe find me. Um, but, um, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of the combination. I, I just remember when I was in high school, I would have, I think at my, the peak was in one day I got 50 pieces of mail or, or something. <laughs> um, so it's insane. It, re it yeah. really is. And it was like all the SUNY schools, which are like the state New York school, every single one of them. I mean, like every week would send me something. Um, cause you know, that, that would be pretty typical, right. To stay in New York and go to a state school. Um, you know, I even got ones like all around California, like Occidental college. Like I, there was a, a whole gamut, um, I, of, of, you know, colleges that I got recruited from, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. sorry. Um, all the way from Ivy leagues to non IVs. So how did, how did you choose Boston college? Um, well, so I had like four things I really wanted to, um, like focus on. Right. So I, I wanted to be in a big city. I knew I grew up with a whole lot of lack of diversity. So I was like, I need to experience something new. So I wanted to go to a city. So I only really looked at schools that were in a major city, which were um, Philly, Boston, New York city, and Chicago. Um, and then from there had to have a good education and a good program and what I wanted to do. And then from there, 
had to have a great team where I would be challenged and again, not be the star of the show necessarily. It's not what I was looking for. I wanted to be surrounded by other girls who are going to make me better um, and not just me run away with everything and get to be in the limelight all the time and not have girls around me. So um, those are some of the like things that I looked at. Um, and then from there, what you do is when you're going into your senior year, I think it's it right? I can't even remember, but yeah, I think it's your senior yeah. year of high school. You set up a bunch of what are called official visits. Um, and I had a bunch set up at just colleges. I had gone and my mom and I did so many campus visits. I remember like we did so many campus tours, like we would do certain weekends. We'd go hammer out like 10 colleges in Philly. We'd do like 10 in Boston, another oh. weekend, 10 in New York City. Like we were busy. And yeah. again, cause I had so many, like, different colleges contacting me. So I wanted to see, like, I wanted to yeah, give yeah. a fair chance as possible of just like seeing what they have to offer. Um, if they fought, if they checked those three boxes that I said previously. So, um, I landed on Boston college cause I had an official visit. Um, it was my second official visit. My first was DePaul university in Chicago, which, um, I forget if they're D1 now, but um, regardless, I didn't totally imagine myself a plane ride away um, from home. So um, it wasn't necessarily for me. And I, I would have sort of been the star of the show there. And then I just remember my second official visit was at Boston College. And I just literally fell in love. Like I canceled all of my other official visits. I had like ones at Boston University and all these other big schools was still talking heavily with Princeton and seeing if I could go there and Yale as well. But Ultimately, I just was like, this is home. This is everything I envisioned college to be, um, which sounds funny, but like, I just got on our, our quad and like, I can say our quad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I got on our quad because, and, and just was like, this is exactly what I envisioned college to be. Like two of the T, football, like the the games, the tailgating, the, the just the look of campus, like the feel, everything, having the city nearby. Like I just was all for it um so it was that weekend you you spend the night I think it's like two nights you spend and you stay in one of the you know girls who's on the team their dorm and um it gives you like a real feel I remember we packed so much into one weekend I was like exhausted I like couldn't even go out with them like the second night and yeah. they were like are you sure you know you're <laughs> no I've seen it like I love yeah. it I've got to go to bed like yeah. I funny. just remember being so tired I was like I don't know how I'm going to do this but it was so cool. So yeah. yeah, I don't, it just, it felt right. It really yeah. did. That's awesome. Before you get into, you know, college and, and getting into photography, just curious, you know, as a, at a young age, were you interested in modeling? Like, were you looking at Vogue and other things like that? Or is this something that's come up later in your life? I, mean, I think every little girl inside of themselves is like, oh, like idolizes models, right? Like in general, um, maybe not all, but I think in general, I mean, I had an interest. I wouldn't say by any means in high school, I was like a fashionista or like super into, I don't even know anything like that necessarily, but I, I had the height and I always kind of said like, what if, you know, I fit sort of like, especially back in high school and like early on, I, I had a, you know, I had a spurt in like middle school, I'm 5'10". Um, so I was pretty tall, pretty skinny and lanky from running um, for 
for as long as I can remember, I've always been sort of like that, um, but definitely grew a lot in high school specifically. So I don't know. I think I just always had this like, what if like, you know, I fit, you know, you watch like, I remember like the Victoria's Secret fashion show and you just, you watch them and you're just like, if only I could be one of those girls. Like I just, cause I was like, I have the height I've got, you know, like I've got what they've got. Like, why can't I do that? So um, it was always a thought of like, yeah, I mean, I remember I would used to like look up like some agencies in Syracuse, New York to like see if there were any and like there just there weren't so like there's just no way to like really get started where I was from so um, I sort of said, you know, maybe someday maybe I would do that someday or like jokingly apply to like the Victoria's Secret fashion show like someday like I remember in college, um, my roommate like we were like, let's like, she's like, I'll submit you like, let's do it. But yeah. I don't know. I don't remember her like being obsessive over it or necessarily being a huge like goal of mine to become a model necessarily. Um, but I, it was always in the back of my mind. Cause I was like, I could do that. I know yeah. I could, you know? So. Yeah. Talk to us about college and uh, I guess you got into photography and how that led to, to getting into modeling. Yeah. Yeah, well, so I actually got into photography in high school, so I sort of um, didn't necessarily mention that. But yeah, we had we had to do like fulfill, you know, the same way you have to fulfill your gym, whatever credits you have to fulfill art credits. So I started in in high school in studio art and despised it. I'm not a good drawer. I can't I can't do anything like that. Um, but we had to do that to get into photography. So, um, and then you start in film, which is really awesome because you start in the dark room and you truly learn, you know if you've ever edited a photo um, in the terms like dodge and burn, you truly develop an appreciation for how that happens in a dark room, using all these crazy tools, holding them for like only a few seconds to block the light and, you know, to fix a photo, right? That doesn't, that didn't come out perfect, perfect. Um, so it's really just like an, another type of art form for sure. I mean, film was like the coolest thing I ever learned. I was so obsessed with it. I like never came out of the dark room. I never, I used all of my extra periods to like be in my <laughs> photography, like teacher's room and just chill there always yeah. um, to work on more stuff. So then you have to do film. And then once from, from that, you can do digital photography. So uh, natural progression after that year was to get into digital. And then I got into honors digital, honors advanced digital quickly, just got really um, into it and obsessed and um, learned a lot and, you know, had a really successful senior portfolio. And I was sort of like, you know, I'd put so much time and so much effort into it. I would really put a lot of thought behind all of my photo shoots, like going and getting the outfit for the, the model I had, like even doing her hair and makeup, all this stuff, like they're pretty like whimsical in nature. Um, so they're more like more, a little more staged and intentional rather than just like, I didn't just go out and, you know, find something and photograph it most typically. Um, and I just remember being like, I'm not sure how I'm going to continue with this. Like what, where, how am I going to fit photography into college life? Cause it was all about running. Right. And I, yeah. I didn't really know, I didn't really have a plan going in of how I was going to continue to keep up with photography besides just for fun and on the side. And, and if friends, you know, had mentioned to me like, Oh, I need, uh, could you, you know, take this for me? Blah, blah, blah. So, um, I didn't really have a plan going in of how I was going to keep up with photography, but I ultimately found on campus really the only thing that involved photography was um, the yearbook, which is called Subturi. Um, so I just joined that and I was like, this is a little nerdy. This isn't necessarily what I saw myself doing, but I was like, I mean, at least maybe it'll give me some other friends. And um, 
I didn't want to just be an athlete. I think everyone rests on that, um, especially at BC. I, I think, you know, because the athletes are all worshipped, like, and so I think, you know, everyone who is an athlete is so obsessed with just like, that's my identity. And I wanted to have anything but that. I mean, I was really proud of my running, but I also really wanted to make sure I diversified myself and came out with a bunch of different things or friends from yeah. different groups because I got involved in a bunch of different things, not just running. So yeah, the yearbook was just one of them. Um, I joined the photography staff. It was awesome. Got to be on every single football, basically from, I don't know, I think it was like sophomore year on. I was at every single football game, home game, on the field, taking photos, um, which was really cool, really fun. All my friends, best friends were on the team. So I'd send them all the photos after they'd post them on their Instagram. They started tagging them. More guys were like, who is that? How do I get photos from her? Like, they're so good, blah, blah, blah. So, and the yearbook has really great equipment too we could rent out. So it really like helped advance my photography for sure. Um, and yeah, so I, I just got really into that. I got promoted to the, um, you know, editor of photography, editor of the yearbook, which was awesome and managed the, you know, other photographers under me um, by my like senior year of college. Um, and it was great. I got to be like front, front, more than front row to like um, take pictures of marshmallow, like chain smokers and all they brought all the cool, um, you know, artists in. It, I sat on the physical court at basketball games. You know, I just, it was all the, all the really close up personal experiences that uh, a lot of people don't ever get to have, you know, in their college career. So it was really cool. I'm really gl uh, ugh, glad and grateful that I decided to do it because I, a lot of people didn't even know I did it. I was a little worried of what people would think. And I, it was really cool. And now I have you know, for what I call works of art that are, I don't know if you know, our yearbook is like 150 pages long or like more. Yeah. yeah. Um, actually, no, it's probably like, what am I talking about? It's probably like 450 pages long. Yeah. It's huge. It is yeah. like a book like this big, like yeah. it's a novel. Um, and it's like this large, it's ginormous, but it was like all my pictures. So it was like yeah. so cool to see. And my friends would get it because they know they'd be in it. So like at tailgates before football games, I bring my camera, tr seltzer in one hand, camera in the other hand, <laughs> still drinking, but taking photos. Like if you ask anyone, if you ask Obi, he knows yeah. too. Um, uh, yeah, I was, it was a riot. And then I have to, you know, quickly, you know, go back, pretend like I'm sober, put my vest on, run in, like, be like, I'm so sober and sign myself in and then get through the, all the VIP inside access to yep. get on the field. So it was, I definitely, definitely was the balance of <laughs> so party hard with my friends, but like capture all the moments of us, like doing that to put them in the yearbook. So, um, yeah, that was, that was how I got into photography and how I kept it through college. Um, and it was a lot of just taking pictures of others, right. Whether it was yeah. like portraits or senior spotlights, or there were so many different events and things like academics. I'd have to like, go creepily go into classrooms and be like, I'm just going to take your photo. Like, you know, you'd need sort of yeah. those, like the same way you go into like the libraries and just, I'd kind of like snap a few and like <laughs> for the yearbook. So, um, yeah, that was, that's sort of my photography journey. And along the way in college, I decided to, um, well, really at the right at the um, end of college, like junior year, I think um, would have been it. Um, I started my own photography business. So what that meant was really just invested in my own website, um, 
you know, it was an easier way to share a lot of photos with a lot of people. So I could just send them out the link um, to like all the photos from today's game day versus like, you know, sending Jake, Jake's photos, sending whoever like, or, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Sending, <laughs> this person, dad, yeah, this is what whatever <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. So, cause they all wanted them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I, you know, got developed a website, all this stuff. Um, and then, you know, we started doing things like graduation photos and senior photos and headshots and group shots. So I think I remember senior year, I shot six, no, it was eight different groups of girls um, in like a two to three or no, it was like, yeah, three or four day span. Um, it was like groups of like six to 10 yeah. um, for their, sorry, for their, um, you know, senior photos, you know, like queue on campus, like, you know, in front of whatever, like all around campus on the quads and all this stuff. Um, With the cap and gown. In the cap and gown. Yeah. All yep. of that. Um, you know, the classic toss picture, all of the things um, I think. And, and I charged for that. Right. Like yeah. I was yeah. like, had my own business going and it was like so lucrative. I literally like almost, I think my computer crashed. I remember like senior week because I had taken, I put so many photos onto my computer trying to edit them all for these groups of girls that like knew me or knew me through a friend. Yeah, yeah. So um, it was cool. It was great. So yeah, I started my own photography business out of it and it was, it was an awesome time. How did that then switch to let me be the, <laughs> the person getting yeah. photographed? I know. Yeah. So I really have been on both sides of the lens and, and actually, so photography's come in super in handy because I'm highly respected by all the photographers I shoot with now because they can actually see my work and I have a different eye for it for sure. So how it really started was, um, I had partnered with a company called Jojo rings. That's J O J like J O J O rings, Jojo rings. Um, it's a company that was created by someone I went to high school with. Um, she's a bit older than me, maybe like four or five years older, but she was closer with my sister. My sister's two years older than me. Um, her name's Jordan and she started her own company. It was basically upcycling keys into jewelry. Oh, so cool. a lot of like in this day and age, a lot of things like are turning into fobs or plastic card IDs instead of the physical, you know, metal key. So a lot of she noticed that just a lot of companies like giant, you know, office buildings were just throwing out these metal keys. Cause like what, they don't need them anymore. So yeah. she was taking those in, um, cleaning them and then heating them up, bending them into rings. Um, and then also bracelets, um, necklaces and all of this really cool jewelry. Um, and she started her own company. So she, because I knew her well, um, she sort of was like, Hey, you know, would you ever be interested in being an ambassador for, you know, Jojo rings, the company I just created. And I was like, yeah, like, I love them. Of course I would. And part of being an ambassador for any company is usually producing content. So having to post a couple times a month or whatever the agreement is um, about the product, about the company. So I needed photos of yeah. me with rings on. And I kind of handed my camera over really to some of my closest girlfriends. And I was like, All right, I don't normally do this, but can you just like take a few photos of me outside? I just got to get a couple good shots of these rings to be able to post on my, on my Instagram. So um, that's really how it started, honestly, yeah, yeah. like me truly being on the other side of the lens uh, and liking it and wanting to see what I could do. And then really from there, again, I just always sort of talked about it. And I think 
some of my closest friends were like annoyed with me being like talking about it. They were like, you should just do it. I'm like, oh, I don't know where to start. I don't have any connections here in Boston. But I also was really like nervous of doing modeling in college. I was just so afraid of what people would think of me. I mean, BC is obviously a smaller college. Um, So I just was afraid. I was afraid of the reputation I might get when that was just not me and not my brand and not um, what I wanted to be labeled. Um, I think there's obviously it's a small community. It's yeah, I, I mean, yeah. everyone knew everyone. I was an yeah. athlete. I already like, you know, was highly connected in the athletic network. Like the last thing I wanted was whether it was my coaches or there was friends or just the guys at BC, like saying things that just weren't warranted. Like, I think there's sometimes at least a negative, like connotation sometimes with modeling of like it can be risque or it can be inappropriate or you know it means you're a slut like it it that just to me like was something I didn't ever want to potentially get myself associated with even though I really wanted to go ahead and try in college so I figured once I sort of left that bubble what did it matter right no one was going to see me every single day going to class no one was going to be so obsessed with my business like everyone is in college so I was like once I get out of the little BC bubble, I, you know, I felt a little more comfortable kind of going for it. So one of my closest friends, um, basically was well-connected in sort of the artistic space here in Boston. He still is. And he just sort of reached out to a couple of photographer friends. He knew pretty well that yeah. were, you know, good photographers in Boston and were like, treat her like an angel. I swear to God, if you do anything, wrong <laughs> with her, I yeah. will hunt you down. Um, so love him. I love Tom. He's one of my best friends. He really like, honestly was the catalyst because I think he just heard me talk about it enough of like well what if I could you know and he just kind of pushed me off the ledge as long as as well as my like close girlfriend so it was really getting out of the BC bubble and then also getting a little encouragement to do something I think I had always wanted to do and how did so how did that did you start doing agency interviews right away or were you first building up a portfolio of pictures Yeah, definitely not. I had no clue what I was doing getting into it. Um, So and I wasn't necessarily, I didn't have like a a mentor really in in the modeling space. I didn't really know what I was getting into. Um, So I, um, and none of my friends were doing anything like it. So I, yeah, it was just kind of all alone. Yeah, for sure. And I was like, I gotta just figure this out. And what you have to do really first is develop a portfolio. So shoot with enough um, really great photographers, um, have some concepts and certain things maybe you want to shoot, certain things you want to highlight about yourself um, and really get some really great headshots, some great full body shots. That way you can submit and use those great photos for to apply to different agencies um, locally or you know you can you can sign with agencies across the globe really. So yeah, it was I spent at least a solid 6 months. I started modeling in, you know, summer of 2018 and for the first 6 months all I did was shoot as much as I possibly could and um, the idea was I did want to get signed someday, but yeah, you've got, you have to start there for sure. And, and that's what I did. Um, you know, even that goes as far as investing in yourself and paying photographers, you know, for their work. And when you don't necessarily have any relationship with them, or maybe you're not like Instagram famous, so it doesn't do them any good to shoot with you for free. So it was, you know, really had to invest in like what I was getting myself into to have a, a solid portfolio. So can you talk about that time period and, and how you kept going, right? Cause you're investing a lot of time. There's not a lot of results showing you're six months in like, cause I think yeah. that can, um, like a lot of people have that fear of 
you know, the reaction of what they're doing and what their peers are thinking. Yeah. How did you keep, that's a critical time period. How did you keep yourself going? Yeah. Like I said, I mean, I will, I will shout out my friends all day. I have a very close, I don't have many. I never have been one of those people. I have a giant group of girlfriends or anything like that. I have a close five, six that I adore and they have my back. Um, some of those are BC people. Some are still friends from home, but, um, I think that I would say is number one is just having a close circle who, no matter, you know, when you're having those days where you're like, I don't know what I'm doing, or I feel so insecure, or I'm so nervous about what other people are thinking, or it's just so inside your head. It's just surrounding yourself with the right people. And I literally say that like a broken record, but surrounding yourself with positive people does a lot for your life. If there's someone who's in your close circle who's bringing you down and is that judging like voice sort of, you're going to have it on yourself 10 times harder, especially in modeling. Cause it's, it's you, right. I think that's the difference with modeling is like, it's, you know, in running, it's your skill and it is still you, but it's your skill, right? It's your speed and it's your stamina and it's your endurance. But with modeling, it's just the way you look like that is it. (laughs) And that is so personal, more personal almost than like a skill of yours. Right. Um, so it was hard. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I, there was tons of times where I was like, yeah, I should just throw this. I should throw on the towel. Like photography is what I'm good at. Um, because it's, it, it eats you alive sometimes, seriously. And, and I still have days where I, I want to cancel every single photo shoot I have set up because I just don't feel good about myself and yourself is what is making you money is booking you the jobs yourself. Yeah, yeah, is- yeah uh, is it in modeling? Um, so it's, it's not easy. It's not, it's not something, you know, to take lightly, but yeah, I would say having close friends, having a few trusted photographers who really had my back. And to this day, I still shoot with them. And to this day, like they just are my number one fans as well. And they, you know, come up with concepts with me and they see my vision and they, are more than supportive and they will shoot me for free like 20 times over because I come with a plan prepared. I have a different angle. I offer a lot in terms of my photography background. So it's been really awesome because I've been fortunate in that regard because I have had some diverse experience to bring to the table and they really respect, like I said, my opinion and what I'm going to also show up with. They know I'm going to be a hundred percent prepared. It's not going to be, you know, okay, well, we have no idea what we're doing, just fumbling around for a few hours. Like we get there, we get down to business, create some beautiful art and then we're out, you know? So I don't know. I think in that first six months, it was just keep on keeping on seeking the advice of the, of the right people, um, keeping a close, like really close circle. And I don't, yeah, I I think, I don't know if I necessarily remember like what else I did specifically, but it was just like taking a little bit of the pressure off yourself too. I think I didn't necessarily have like a specific end goal in mind necessarily. So I did, I wasn't on any sort of like crunch timeline of, um, you know, putting pressure on myself of what I needed to achieve. So I think that helped a little bit. I was just kind of going into it like so positive and and anything I get out of it and the images and everything like that, I was like, these are awesome. I've never seen my, you know, self look this way. This yeah, is so yeah. cool. This is so pretty. So just trying to stay positive in that regard. But I mean, I, 
I'm not going to lie. So there are tons of apps that like tell you who unfollows you. Right. So when I started modeling, I, you know, as being insecure, I downloaded one of those apps and the amount of people from my high school that unfollowed me on Instagram, as soon as I started modeling and posting, even just slightly more revealing photos, um, was astronomical. So, um, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Yeah, There were a lot of times where I was just like, this is crazy. Like what the hell, you know, why are people so unsupportive of what I want to do? And, and why does it bother them? You know, I'm not doing anything for like bad for them. And so I just started unfollowing them. I was like, if you don't support me, I don't support you. End of story. And that's still high end to this day. So, you know, I think people just spend a lot of time worrying about the people who don't support them or, worrying about the wrong people, the wrong opinions from the wrong people. And if you just block them, or if you just unfollow them, you don't need to waste your energy following up with their lives and thinking like, you know, you're giving energy into someone, even if it's just your time, even if it's just viewing their story, you're giving your time to them. Right. And I was very quickly just like, all right, well, I'm going to just support the people who support me. And I think that helped me keep some like sort of peace at the end of the day of like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm going to focus on the right things. Yeah. I don't know if you do this, but you know, for me, a lot of that resonated with me because there's not a lot of 25 year old podcasters. So mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's, but I think one of the things, and I'm sure maybe you did this too, was yeah. I, I started having, you know, some of the people that I look up to as podcasters, as my role models, made sure I, I looked at their Instagram every day to keep me going. Cause as you said, there's not a lot of young people that are going after their dreams or going after, you know, you know, going into modeling. Yeah. Or know, just uh, something really different. I think yep. everyone's sort of like, you just, it's, it's hard to declare like, I'm, I'm a this, but I'm just going to go do this. And it's so different from what you've ever done. Right. I think that's when people are like, Whoa, that's crazy. You're like, good luck with that. You know, but like, I mean, what else are we here to do? Like, what else are we on planet Earth to do? Like, life is too short. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about the the trust factor with your photographers? Because that's a big thing, right? Because in this industry, you always hear the the stories of, you know, really just terrible stories of older guys, like, reaching out to 13-year-old girls and, you know and for the wrong reasons, you know, and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, so I was fortunate enough. I didn't start modeling at the age of 13. Like most girls do when they become big time models at the age of 16 or whatever, and their mom has to come with them to photo shoots. Right. So for better or for worse, I was sort of going at this alone, which is also a little scary, but you know, I, I don't feel like, I feel like I was always at an adult age going into my modeling career. I was 21 when I started now 24 but um I didn't ever feel so two things I never in my modeling career felt like I was put in one of those situations which is incredibly fortunate and I recognize that every time I talk with someone so I've again I've been very savvy I'm a math major um I connect dots and I'm incredibly strategic so I'm going to think five steps ahead, which means I'm going to cross-reference someone before I shoot with them. So I think just being really smart, you know, for any models out there, anyone who's going to try to start modeling is see who, you know, who follow, maybe if you have any mutual followers and reach out to all those people, Hey, 
I saw you follow this guy. Have you ever shot with him before? What's your experience? Da, da, da. I can't tell you the number of times that saved me from shooting with someone who had a sketchy reputation like that, because I wouldn't have otherwise known, you know, I wouldn't have known. They act so normal. They're so nice. They're all great. La la la. And, you know, I remember even like, um, people telling me when I started modeling, bring a girlfriend along, you know, if you're shooting with a male photographer, like bring a girlfriend along, she can help your hair, makeup, hold your clothes, whatever it is, just sit there, like, just have another person in the room or shoot in a public space so that like, it's never, it can never get to that point. Um, which I kind of, you know, would follow when I first started. But again, I, I reached out or my friend, my good guy friend, Tom, like was the one to set me up with a couple photographers. And then from there, you know, cause I knew Tom trusted, you know, Marcus, for example, um, one of the photographers I shoot with the most, yeah. um, I knew, you know, I could trust him once after I shot with him, he was super respectful and, and the people he sent me a couple of different other photographers are all super respectful. I knew I could trust then in Marcus and be like, okay, if I now if someone approaches me or if I approach another photographer, I could cross-reference that person with Marcus now. And then slowly kind of just snowballed, right? Getting more and more connected in the modeling industry of having other girls, you know, in the Boston area that I was getting connected with, could cross-reference with them, going to meetups. You know, there are there are photography meetups to meet new people um, where models and photographers all meet up and kind of just shoot for the day. So um that was sort of how I always avoided those situations, but it's so, it's such a real thing and it's so scary. And one of the things actually is like a goal and uh, a reach goal of mine is yeah, to create yeah. an app that um, would connect models in local cities um, a little bit more so that, um, you know, you could get in touch with them and from like a mentorship perspective, keep the community a little bit safer and, and not be allowed, you know, any photography first be allowed on it. In fact, um, well, you know, I'll have to work on that, but yeah. for the most part, no, it would be like idea. giving you information on photographers who maybe are, have like a great reputation or ones that have like terrible reputations and not to be like an app where like we're shitting on people. Right. But like an app to really make sure the community, there's a reference point And there's also to make sure the community stays safer and closer. Cause it is hard. Like Boston's not a huge modeling hub, so it can feel like you're out there alone a lot. Um, so yeah, I think no, that's a great idea. Yeah. And we'll see, but I think it's unfortunately like the reality, it is sad. I've definitely heard some horror stories, like yeah. nothing too crazy in Boston necessarily, but, um, definitely some just, you know, things that are very concerning, um, and just not, not good news. And it's, it's certainly a thing that unfortunately happens in the modeling industry because, you know, like I said, it can be a more suggestive or intimate or like seductive shoot. And, you know, some males just don't think they're gonna get in trouble for, for you know, pushing the limits and, and not being respectful and professional. Um, but good thing about Boston is word does get around. So I've, like I said, been able to save myself from some situations by just asking, you know, asking yeah. a couple people I no, know. That's a great so, strategy. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, unfortunately real. Um, but that's sort of how I've been able to, to avoid it. Yeah. To change the, the tone a little bit, but talk to me maybe about your, your first, your first win, your first modeling gig, or, you know, what was, at what point did that come in and like how many months in or whatever, like, and then what was the first one? Like, you know, 
yeah I don't know if I necessarily remember if I know like the first yeah. one because you kind okay. of start shooting and just like the shoots kind of just come um but I so I had in January 2019 I started applying to different agencies because I was like all right let's try to take this to the next level we'll see I've got enough photos now at this point six months in we'll just see um and I did get a response back from Dynasty Models, which is one of the, it's, so there's really three big agencies in Boston. There's Maggie, uh, Model Club, and Dynasty. So Dynasty's been around the longest, um, but then, you know, I would say Maggie um, has probably the biggest, like, span in terms of business. And then Model Club actually has an acting um, division and some other divisions like Baby and um, Fitness that, like, Maggie does not. So some people like that for that reason, that um, yeah. agency for that reason. But I just remember I applied, I think to all three, I heard back from Dynasty, it was like, awesome. You know, again, no clue what I'm doing. So I might as well go for it, could only help. Um, and I got signed with them. And um, from there, yeah, so you just get like, you know, you get, you're getting client bookings like coming into your email. Um, they're not always direct bookings. Sometimes they are, sometimes they aren't. Um, and you can decide whether, you know, you're available or not and let them know. And then, you know, they kind of go from there. Um, the hard part, I guess, would be is I'm still working full time. So I started my full time job in um, July of 2018. So really, as my modeling career is starting off, like, I'm also starting my full time job. So yeah. I would say the hardest part about all this and even being signed to this day is most shoots happen on the weekdays um and not on the weekends in terms of client shoots um because that's their working you have to think yeah. about like the marketing team is working on monday through friday so they're yeah. gonna you know set up the shoots to get marketing content monday through friday so i would say that was the hardest part about me is i had to decline a lot because it's crazy like when you get a booking it's like the next day or like two days later. It's never like, oh, we're gonna give you a month in advance. You're like, you, you would think these like brands would like plan more in advance. Like, no, no, yeah. uh, it's always like a couple days later. So I couldn't just like take off a day a couple days later. Like I don't, I, I'm like too much of a goody two shows to like be like, oh, like I'm sick 24 seven. I don't yeah, know, yeah. pull that card. So, you know, I'm a hard worker. So um, yeah, that's it was definitely hard. I think I, honestly have done and love dynasty but i've done a lot more on my own um like networking um and keeping up with people that are clearly connected and um well uh you know just have a lot of influence in in the space um i've booked more that way yeah um, yeah, yeah scored more gigs on my own um than i have necessarily through agency route which is totally fine you know um that's just the way it shakes out but again there's really not much in boston there's all of like three major clients like reebok new balance like ll bean has some presence um like there's really yeah. not a lot so yeah. between all of the models or people who want to you know model in boston there's not a lot of business in general to go around so um yeah but um you know still technically signed with them i don't again pandemic don't hear a lot, you know, it was a huge pause this year on shooting in terms of client shoots because no one knew how to be meeting in person with random strangers and yeah. modeling, can't wear a mask, like all these yeah. things. So, um, but again, yeah, I, I, I book more myself and I've, I've been connected more myself that um, that's kind of the route I'm trending in now. And we'll see. Um, technically, I, uh, I think my, my dynasty contract is technically um, expiring. So, 
I'm going to look to see other agencies to apply to um, and probably across the nation as well. So uh, yeah. we'll see. Yeah. The, the, the ones that you've done on your own, is that just mostly through Instagram and just networking there? Yeah. I mean, so things like, for example, Dynasty um, booked me London Fashion Week, um, and which was a really cool, amazing opportunity. And yeah. I ended up bringing all, a bunch of my closest friends and we turned it into a long weekend. And it was so much fun. It was so last minute. They all bought their tickets like so last minute. <laughs> I remember just being like, well, I'm doing this thing. And they were like, okay. And I was literally going to go alone. Like I was straight up going to go alone. Cause I mean, my mom's not going to come with me. Like I'm not, yeah. again, I'm not 16 at this point. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I'm going to figure it out. And then I like slowly convinced like one friend and then like another friend and then the friend's boyfriend. And then like another friend two days before was like, screw it. I'm coming. Like, and we <laughs> all just like six of us went, it was so much fun. Uh, it was like the best weekend we've ever had. So they all got to come to my show, watch me walk, fangirl hard, like, um, you know, enjoy themselves while I was in like hours and hours of rehearsals. Um, yeah. Me like dragging after the show. I remember like, they're like, we're going to go have dinner and like then get hammered like go out all night <laughs> and I'm just like I can't like I was literally almost falling asleep like at the dinner table trying to eat sushi but I was so hungry they don't feed you like that's what people don't tell you like models are not treated well like when you're at a runway show oh, you're in your heels for hours you yeah. don't get food you usually don't even get water so um I had to have my girlfriends like come down like sneak in like all these sandwiches and food for me so that I wouldn't pass out on the runway. You're there so long. Yeah. Um, but I modeled for, I think like seven different designers. Um, it was really great, really good experience. And one of those designers who was the closing designer, um, like closing as in like end, like last one, um, I had stayed in touch with, you know, you know, I had all these photos in the, in the clothing and followed them all on Instagram and all that stuff. And then I just stayed in touch with a lot of them and, you know, posting press came out afterwards, all this stuff. Um, and I, that photographer, um, Michael, he was just, you know, one of the best very clearly at that show at London. Um, and I just stayed in touch with him and then ended up, um, booking with him again directly, um, and walked in Paris fashion week with just for him, um, in the Eiffel tower. So that was like the coolest thing I've ever done. Um, again, another crazy fun weekend. I went with one other girl who, um, was with Dynasty as well, but we had booked it on our own, on our own thing. Um, and so she came with her boyfriend. Um, and then my cousin met me there because he was like, uh, I think he was like studying abroad in Spain. So he like met me in Paris from Spain. Yeah. And it was like the four of us, we had the most fun. We had such a great weekend. It was insane. Um, just like exploring and they got to like, they got to be up on the Eiffel Tower for free. Like usually it's so expensive, <laughs> um, you know, to watch us like the whole day. It was just, uh, it was just so, yeah, yeah. It was so surreal to be up there. Um, so yeah, I think it's like, it is Instagram a lot now, like the power of Instagram is crazy, but um, just keeping in touch with people, whatever way that looks like, you know, keeping in touch with people who one, do right by you two um, let you walk in their show and in their clothes and, you know, just following up, like saying, you know, thanking them, um, just staying in touch. Like that's really how I've booked a lot of my stuff is just being incredibly grateful and being very appreciative of what has come my way and being smart about intentionally about staying in touch with people that, you know, I know 
could present them, could have opportunities in the future for me. So, yeah. Yeah. I guess. Uh, and then do you want to talk about some of the, the partnerships you've done with express and Amazon and how you've been able yeah. to do those? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, Jojo rings, you know, first started there as an ambassador. And then from there really just took off of different companies that wanted to partner with me. Um, once I started to have a bit of a, more of a platform, I still don't have like, you know, crazy amounts of followers. I definitely don't, but I've always been super organic. You know, I'm never going to buy followers. I don't even necessarily hashtag unless I have to with my partnerships. Like I really just want it to be like an organic, like I am, I am me. And if you're interested, awesome. Um, you know, once in a while I'll promote a photo or a post, you know, to get a little more reach here and there, but, um, I don't have a huge platform, but I've been still really grateful that I have high engagement. And because of that, I usually can get a lot of these sort of partnerships um, that I probably never imagined or never even dreamt of. So um, yeah, it started with a few smaller companies like Naked Underwear. Um, they donate a free pair to women in need for every pair purchase, which pretty much all the companies, at least small ones that I partner with are like, they have some sort of mission that I'm really behind in all four. It's not just like, these are awesome products. So like you need them. It's like, I don't know if I talk about it enough, but I don't, I, for the most part, don't um, partner with a brand unless they really have an awesome mission. So like Jojo rings, they're upcycling and they're all recycled keys. Otherwise that metal would just be in a landfill. Right. And then every month, I think it's like $5 of every purchase goes to a charity and she rotates the charity every month. Um, then I started, then I signed it with ACTA, which is, um, an athletic wear company. They, um, donate to four different charities, um, with all of the purchases. So, um, just, I'm really passionate about that. I'm very yeah. conscious oh, of that. Awesome. So, um, and then, yeah, I don't, I don't even know how express came about, but it was like earlier this year, I just saw something somewhere, whether it was in an email, I've literally been shopping at express for so many years, like especially since being in the business world, like for sure. I mean, I literally got all of my like work clothes from Express. It's professional, it's affordable, it's cute, it's trendy. Um, so I just, I literally just had so much of their clothes already. I think it was just cause I was set up, you know, subscribed to their emails list or whatever. I saw something in an email being like, if you wanna, you know, be an ambassador or like be a, an Express partner, like fill up, apply now. And I was like, this doesn't happen. Like these huge brands don't just like put out there like an opportunity like that, you know, ones that desperately need you or are DMing me every single day or commenting on my photos, you know, that are like spam basically. Yeah. Like they'll have a direct link like on their Instagram or on their website of like sign up for their scam, basically ambassador program of like it's crap products coming from China, whatever. Yeah. So I was like, this doesn't happen. I was like, I, this is pretty crazy. But I was like, I'm going to apply, obviously um and see what happens I ended up getting accepted and I was nice. so excited um so yeah I get a lot of free express clothes every month I'm this shirt is express um everything I wear is express now basically yeah um and in exchange just for for posting and creating some content um on you know Instagram uh, I make some TikToks here and there now um uh, Snapchat Facebook Twitter all that stuff so um it's just been kind of putting yourself out there. I think some people also like, they're like, oh, why can't I make this happen? Or why am I not seeing success? Like, 
honestly, a lot of the things that I've, you know, booked Amazon, becoming an Amazon influencer, I applied to. So like, Mm -hmm. you just have to do enough of your own research to figure out where to apply, where to sign up, where are those links? They're there, you can find them. You know, it might be a timing thing sometimes, but like, like to know it, for example, is a huge influencer platform where you have to have like a blog and tons of followers to get on. I don't have a blog and I don't have tons of followers and I got on. (laughs) And what it is, is like commissionable links for like the products you suggest. So for example, I can post a picture of my outfit of all my express stuff and I can tag the exact products, right? That are in that photo. And if you go to my like to note and shop, they're commissionable links, meaning I will get directly compensated just for suggesting like, oh, here's this outfit inspo, almost like Pinterest basically, but um, you have to be set up on the back end, right, to be compensated um, for that kind of inspo you're creating in those those boards or whatever it is. So it's huge because it's basically it's just like you know here here's a cool up a pretty outfit, and then oh by the way, I could also get directly benefit from it. So um, again, just never thought I'd be able to get that. But it's like yeah. you just gotta shoot your shot, right? Apply. Yeah. The worst that can happen is they say no, and you just wait to grow a little more and then try again, you know. Um, so that's how a lot of them have come about, honestly, just uh, me kind of putting myself out there. Yeah. As I, as I listen to your story, uh, I'm interested, how do you like, you know, you're working full time. Like, do you have time for self-care? Like you're working hard on, you know, finding these opportunities and, and things like that. It's just, you're just, you're just in this yeah. mode that you just... People who know me well ask me this and they know that I'm a little crazy. Um, But (laughs) um, to answer your question, I mean, I just don't like to be bored. Um, I don't like to feel like a day goes by and I didn't accomplish something. And, you know, whether that's even just getting a killer workout in this morning, like I did and today, you know, doing this and then I'm going to go meet one of my friends and just, you know, go shopping a little. I'm, I'm not going to, you know, besides a few of the things I did this morning, but I am not working really today for the most part, (laughs) um, with a few exceptions. So I don't know. It's, um, it's impressive. I'm just, yeah, I I don't know. It's just, it's just my drive. It's that I don't like to be bored and sit around. I, if you ask me a movie, I've never seen it. If you ask me a TV show, there's a very small chance I've seen it, except for if it's the bachelor. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I just, I just would rather be accomplishing things and you know, whether that's important to me or to who, like whoever deems those as important, it just, it feels like I'm getting somewhere, like I'm getting to maybe what is my potential in life and like yeah. finding what I really want to do. And it's exciting. It's, I think I just don't love to sit around and sort of wait for things to come to me. I want to like manifest a different life for myself. And I, yeah. I think that's the only way I'm going to get there is just like keep grinding. Um, and, and it's sort of like, I've been very fortunate and I've had a lot of these opportunities sort of come my way and things go right, you know, um, maybe not everything, but like a lot has come my way. So I think it'd just be dumb for me not to take advantage of it. Like, you know, I, I could do one photo shoot a year and sort of just, you know, hit the bare minimums for my express stuff and and whatever, but like, I want more. And now it's like, okay, you do one thing. Now you want more and more for yourself, for your career and and what that could mean for, 
capitalizing on some of this stuff that maybe won't be relevant in a few years or like maybe I won't look like this in a few years and you know um capitalizing on it while I can like it's just there's just no guarantees in life so I just feel like I have it all in front of me right now and it would just be so silly to sort of sit on it and I wish honestly I'd started modeling sooner so I think I'm just kind of grinding making up for lost time yeah do you want to talk about a little bit about the SI swim search community you're you've joined and and things like that yeah yeah I guess I don't know I think this is just another one of those things where instead of telling yourself you can't do it just go on and try and um you know they haven't announced any deadlines or cuts yet um so they usually will cut down the pool a couple like several times um until they find you know their cover girl Um, but they haven't announced that yet. So we're sort of just keeping on, you know, keep developing content that might get their attention. Um, I created a submission video, which is definitely putting yourself out there, um, talking about yourself, letting people in. I've never really kind of done anything like that. So, you know, it didn't tell, I guess, the the tough story or like the really emotional stuff necessarily, but I think that's going to be next year's submission video if I don't yeah. get this year yeah. um, and open up a little bit more, but it's hard. I mean, a lot of doing what, what SA Swim is, is making yourself vulnerable and really telling everyone, your followers, everyone um, and the community who you are and what makes you you and letting people like in, like intimately in. So um that's been hard for me too, because it's like, you know, I never used to use my social media like platform for that. I didn't, that wasn't what I needed to do. It's like, let everyone know who I am or all these people who I don't know who follow me, you know, don't know me as me. So um, it's hard, it's hard to be that vulnerable and open and keep putting yourself out there when, you know, there's no concrete as to when there's a deadline or a cut, you kind of just have to keep pushing and yeah. hoping, you know, you're doing what's, what, what they like and you know they're identifying with your brand and they see sort of your potential and the the goodness in you you know um and that's really it i i just for many i think ever since i became a model i just saw other girls doing it and i was like well like well i don't like why can't i do that you know i don't i was like i don't know but i can't you know i always just told myself i was like that's you're not qualified like you don't you don't have a huge platform you're not instagram famous like you don't you're not even like a swimsuit model specifically like you know i just was, yeah, yeah. I told myself sort of all these things like when i'd see these other girls submit and be like well it doesn't include you like almost and then this year i guess with you know the pandemic everything um had a little more time suppose I guess we're, we've been working from from home for a while but I just sort of you know was like well, why not like what seriously why not and I think um that's just been my motto a little bit for this year is like ask for what you want worst they can say is no and try just try you know just try whether it's asking or whether it's just going for it um you know, going to be more upset if I didn't, if I didn't put my hat in the, in the game. Like, I, I think that would make me more sad than getting cut, you know, I'd, you know, so yeah, yeah. not going after it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's been fun. And I've met a lot of great girls in the process, did a little meetup in New England with a few girls after we all got COVID tested, of course, um, and got to meet and share our stories, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly stories of what makes us us and it was really emotional and crazy to hear what some of these beautiful women had gone through in their lives and how they've come out 
so much so on the better end of things for sure. Um, so it's just now I have like another, I think there was six or seven of us there, like just another group that I can say, you know, I've got my back, right? Like, it's just, that's what this is all about is finding those people who know what you're going through and are going to have your back because it's just a hard industry to be in for sure. And even in our group chat, well, you know, someone gets negative and they're like, oh, I hate the way I look in that group photo we took. And there's like fire bombs of like, don't like, yeah. we're like no negativity in here. Like yeah, yeah. you stop that right now. Like you look so good. Da, da, da. And so you need that. You need yeah. that. You have so many of those thoughts a day as a model, you need those voices to push you, you know? So yeah. You met uh, Camille, right? The uh, yeah. swimsuit cover of 2019 winner. I did. How yeah. was that? A dream come true. <laughs> yeah. I could talk about it at nauseum, but for the <laughs> sake of time, it was, I didn't tell anyone before because I thought I was like, I literally thought it wasn't going to happen. And I was on the emails and like, she like, I'm on an email with like Gronkowski's and yeah you know, and all these people and, uh, you know, shoot details and logistics and planning for it. And I didn't tell a single soul, even my closest modeling friends, because I was so afraid to like go out there and be like, I'm going to shoot with Camille. And then it not happened. I just thought like, there, I was like, she's not going to show up. Like, she's not going to show up. This is too good to be true. So um, yeah, it was so cool. She's so down to earth. She's just like talking to one of your girlfriends. I mean, she's a New England girl through and through. So um she's awesome she's super open she's really down to earth she knew my name and was calling me by my name by the end you know she replies to my messages she commented on my photo like she's just super authentic and um I strive to be like her for sure um in some in some capacity so um yeah it was just a little bar shoot um it was in a bar studio so it was like all 10 of like 10 of us maybe like three of us kind of backup dancers or like students in her class. Um, and then, you know, a couple of photographers, a couple of videographers and her manager and then the shoot um, coordinator. So it was really cool. I mean, it was just a few, like four hours of just really intimate one-on-one -on -one time hearing her story, hearing her advice um, and getting to have some fun with her. So yeah, yeah it was, some, it's something I'll always cherish. And um, I hope, I hope we meet again. Like I yeah, hope I yeah. see her again somehow, you know, yeah. I feel like, kind of it was kind of fate in a way and hopefully hopefully our paths cross again so yeah yeah I guess as you look you know you know you're only two years in and, and there's so much more you're gonna do yeah is there something you would say to your 2018 year old self like now that you're thinking about how much you have accomplished already you know shooting with Camille and and things like that things probably couldn't have imagined and just starting out in 2018? Yeah. Um, a good question. I don't know what I would necessarily say. I think it would be something along the lines of like, um, you know, don't, don't be afraid. Like, not that I was necessarily, but I came out of college definitely with like my, my confidence rocked. Um, you know, senior year, senior and junior year of running for me was not what I had expected it to be. I was riddled with injuries junior year. I got mono, strep, like all these things. My junior year of spring, I had to sit out an entire season, which is no one wants to give up an entire season. It feels like yeah. the end of the world. So 
I just was in a, I think a tough mental place. Um, sorry, I was in a tough mental place. Like, um, that and a few other things life happened my parents got a divorce um my junior year of college um yeah it was not fun not great (laughs) not something I ever expected to have to go through in college um while you know I was there you know that summer so I kind of sort of did see it firsthand but then also was like removed from it so there's a lot of uncertainty like oh what's gonna happen with our house this that it was just so much anxiety worth of of stuff to worry about so I think I came out of college just with, with my confidence rocked really. And I was sort of, um, a little hesitant, I think hesitant in general to get into it. And I don't even know if I would tell my 18 year old self, I think I'd tell my 16 year old self, just fucking go for it. Like, mm. you know, I wish yeah. I maybe just started modeling sooner. I don't think I have any regrets of like my timeline of things. Um, but I would definitely, you know, just say, have some, have more confidence in general. Like I, you know, now I, I deleted the app that tells me who unfollows me. Like, awesome. I don't, I don't yeah. care. You know, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to know. Like, it's just a stress that I don't need and more, you know, feeling down on myself that, you know, people that send you hateful messages or comment mean stuff on your photos. Like you get enough of that every day and you get enough of that from internally just being like, oh, I don't look awesome in that photo. Or like, I think I look a little fat there or like my, whatever doesn't look good like I've gotten covered in acne like it's so you're you're in your own head so much like I think just trying to be a little more confident with it with it when I started um was was it was really hard for me because I was just not in a good great spot like with the rest of everything um but I think modeling kind of like pulled me out of that in a way I think it's it's helped me find a little bit more of like who I am and what I want to do so it's what I'm really passionate about yeah and for you, what are, what's the the most fun part about modeling? And then I guess, what are the, the tough parts about modeling? Um, um, what are the fun parts? What are the tough parts? I guess the toughest part is the vulnerability you have to have. Um, I think I even still struggle with like, when I'm coming up with a caption, I'm a go-to like positive saying type person instead of like being super real. Um, Not super real, but, you know, like being really open, right? And letting people into my life. Like I've never publicly talked about or on my Instagram, do I ever mention that my parents got a divorce? You know, not that it's secret, but it's just certain things like that that I don't necessarily like let that world into yet. And it's, it's tough, right? You, you want to keep some of those, that stuff private and protected because it's so close to you and it's hard to put that out there. But at the same time, you know, once you get enough of a following, you do need to be really like authentic and like open with people. It's weird, like random people knowing these intimate details about you. But it's a, that's what people want. Like, I think there's nothing worse than following someone who's like butterflies and rainbows all the time, or like, you know, promotes products and like, this is the best all the time. Like not everything can be the best. Like you are just a robot, you know, you've got to be like real with people and like show them the shit that they can relate to, yep. um, which isn't always the perfect stuff. So I think that's the hardest part, striking that balance, figuring out being vulnerable versus, you know, keeping some things closer to you because everyone needs their sanity. Yeah. Um, I think that's hard for me. I think. Um, 
not taking myself too seriously. I mean, I've, I've gotten so much better. Like I'll post stories all the time with like no makeup on, like, and, you know, just be super real and just go on my little rants and whatever. And people like love that. Literally people all the time will DM me and be like, you are the most real human I follow. And I appreciate the fuck out of it. And I'm yeah. like, thank you. I'm like, yeah. thank you so much. It makes me feel like awesome that people appreciate just me for me and that it's hard to get there like not get there but it's hard to feel that at first because you're like okay I'm swimming really upstream like how much do I share is this oversharing is this you just analyze everything I think that's the hardest part for sure and um and I think losing friends who don't understand it too I think would be pretty hard it's pretty been pretty hard for me in that regard too sometimes like you know, they're just not fully supportive of it. Um, some people, they don't totally get why I have three photo shoots in a weekend and why I'm, you know, like, oh, can you look at this? Do you like this one or this one? And they're like, seriously, Madeline, like re we're really gonna like do photos right now. And I'm like, oh, this okay. is my work. <laughs> but this is like what I love yeah, to yeah. do, you know? So yeah. it's tough. Like that, that is really hard. Um, sometimes not getting the support from everyone, which is not yeah. always going to be the case. Um, my favorite part is the places I've been and the people I've met. Like I've literally traveled the world. Um, I've gone to so many amazing places um, related to modeling internationally in the States. Um, and the people, I mean, I've connected and met with and now consider myself close friends with. I mean, I just had some close friends over last night and I met the girl um, via modeling. Yeah. So um and at an event and now we hang out all the time we talk all the time and we're great great best friends like and I am just grateful for that the network that it's given me the the opportunities it's given me um I get a lot of free clothes like let's yeah. not be I'm not gonna like be like I got a lot of free a lot of free yeah. stuff I yeah. get a lot of free clothes beauty products skincare products I get stuff that I never would have imagined. And I'm on a tiny scale of what like someone with 100,000 followers probably gets. And I'm still so incredibly grateful for it because I can give stuff to my friends. I can, you know, have a whole new wardrobe I and mean, the closet's probably going to burst. It's um, <laughs> a little out of control, but it's so much fun. And it's, it's really cool. I mean, I love, um, I love working with brands. Like I love promoting great stuff because I'm always on the hunt for great stuff. So I just really appreciate when people take the time to like highlight and this is why it's good. And here's the details or like, no, don't get this. You know, there's certain things like when I review my express stuff, it's like, you can tell people, okay, size down. If you want this, like this was way too big. I'm going to return it. You can be really honest. And um, sometimes online shopping and shopping is hard and all of that. So I think it's just, it's really cool to get to promote to like my family, my friends and you know, all my followers, like what I love the most, like that is just like, it's so like, it, it's, it's easy. It's really like the best part of it is just getting to like share everything you love, you know? One thing I've been curious about, you know, especially as, as someone who's been doing this for, for over two years now, especially given you're a model and, and looks is such an important part of what you do, do the, the negative comments or, or people judging on, you know, in, in a, about the way you're wearing an outfit or the way you look, has that gotten easier as, as the two years have gotten and you've just been able to like post and 
not worry you or does it still bother you? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think it, they're ever going to go away. Certainly not. I think as growth, there's always going to be more critics. Um, I think what does make it easier is I think the overwhelming amount of support for the most part. And I think I said it earlier, but the block feature is great. Like you can really just block the haters and um, I just don't waste my time on that negativity. I don't waste my time responding. I don't waste my time giving them any more of my energy. Um, so I think that's how I've been able to sort of deal with it. I don't think they ever get easier. I think the hard part is I'm still small enough in terms of my following on social media that I see all of it. I think hopefully when I do scale, obviously, um, hopefully it will still be majority of good and a lot of positivity, but then hopefully there's a lot I just simply miss because I don't even have the time for it. And hopefully those are some of the negative ones or the ones that I miss. I don't know, but, um, yeah, I unfortunately do read all of it. So, um, it does, I do see everything. Um, I read everyone's requests, whether I answer them or not. I read everyone's comments, whether I answer them or not. But um, I think it's just about, you know, figuring out what you want and making sure you're staying on track with that. And um, even if some people don't agree with it, even if you lose a lot of followers for it, if it's near and dear to your heart, if it feels like it's right based on what you're trying to achieve, then you just have to keep going and seek the right advice, seek the right people's help, you know. If you are second guessing yourself, you've got to seek someone's help who um, is in your close circle, not someone who doesn't know you because someone who doesn't know you isn't going to give you a great opinion on like if that is your brand or not on your brand, like, or if it's, um, I don't know, you know, a good outfit, not a good yeah. outfit. Like you've got to seek the right approval um, for sure. And, and try to be as happy with yourself as possible to like get through some of that. Um, yep. but when I feel like I'm on my purpose and I'm, I'm doing what I'm, I'm set to do and what I love to do, um, I feel like it's easier to just sort of like take those, read them and like think more, no more than five seconds on them and continue on with my day. So. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Uh, as I look to end, you know, was there anything that you wanted to talk about that we didn't? No, not necessarily. I would just say to people out there, like if anyone's watching this, like support, whatever that looks like is most of the time free in terms of what a lot of us are trying to achieve. So whether you just follow someone and like their content, whether you follow and comment, whether you follow, comment, like share, right. Saves are a big thing now too. Um, even when it's just a small brand, maybe if it's not a small brand that I even collaborate with, like, I know what that's like trying to get off the ground and your podcast, my modeling, like whatever it is, like I'm all about supporting people who are going after something, maybe doing something a little different. So for everyone out there, anyone watching this, like it's furry, right? It takes you no energy, no effort, really practically at all. You're going to be on your phone anyway, like supporting, liking, sharing our stuff, tagging, you know, big companies or brands or as I swim in my post really takes virtually no energy or effort on your part. Um, but it means the world to people like myself. So I think that would just be my biggest thing is like people often are hesitant to support someone who they haven't talked to in maybe a few years or whatever it is, but, um, you have no idea how much that means. And like, I always go out of my way to like reach out and be like, thank you so much for, you know, going out of your way and you didn't need to do this, but it means the most to me because I still see it all, like I said, and it's, it's still going to help me and get me to my dreams, whether it's this year, next year, five years from now. 
um, that's just so important for like people who are trying to be up and coming and social media is so powerful. It really is. So. Yeah. 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 No, I couldn't agree more. It's, yeah. I think one of the, the, the cool things about life is, is seeing people that are going after their dreams and as a friend or, or as even someone, just an acquaintance, seeing someone doing that, you know, is awesome. And it's one of the reasons I reached out to you. And yeah, so, uh, I couldn't agree more with what yeah. you just had to say. <laughs> um, for people that might, on that, on that note, for people that might want to support you or reach out to you, um, what are the best ways they can do that? Yeah, um, definitely Instagram is my biggest platform right now. Um, and then I've merged on the scene on TikTok. So I'm on there. I don't really use my Twitter very often and I don't often use Facebook. I think I'll try to expand that as I expand more partnerships, um, maybe even starting a YouTube coming up here as well as maybe a blog. So kind of stay tuned for that, I guess. But most of the time you can find me under mind, M-I-N-D, mind over Madeline, like a play on mind over matter. Um, you can find me there pretty much. I try to stay pretty consistent with, with my branding in that, in that regard. It's, it's part of me now. I'm stuck with it. So on Instagram, TikTok, you can find me at mind over Madeline. Um, again, don't use my Twitter too much, but I might, but anything going forward will be under mind over Madeline as well. Um, and yeah, I would say Instagram and, and is the biggest platform right now I have and, and where you could support me, um, through, like comment share whatever you feel and um yeah if you reach out to me on any platform i'm sure i'll see it although like i said i'm not as active on uh facebook or twitter cool cool uh madeline thank you so much for for being on uh yeah. you know, i just want to acknowledge you it's it's awesome seeing your going after your dreams and then you know and, and seeing the wins that you've gotten to this point right and yeah. um i think that you know, you're happy with your decision, uh, in 2018 to, to go for yeah. it. You know, you've met, uh, Camille, you've been in London and Paris and, uh, yeah. there's, there's so much more that's going to come. So, um, thank you for being on. Thank you for sharing your journey yeah. and, uh, talk yeah. to you soon. Yep. <laughs> Bye. Bye.